When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Speaking of the Atlanta Falcons and the Houston Texans. All right. In this game, Atlanta is back at home and they are favored at minus two. There's a 41 over under. <sighs> yep. Guess what, guys? Oh, you're about to see my underdog pick here. Houston is going to win this game outright. First of all, they've been two and one as 2.5 or more point underdogs so far this year. I'm taking Houston on the money line. They just look like the better team. I know we're back in at Atlanta. That's what made me think twice about this because Atlanta is a different team at home. But I'm taking the team that actually looks better right now. Desmond Ritter is a train wreck now. Here's what I, if you could put your crystal ball in here and tell me that Taylor Heineke takes over at halftime, I might change my bet here a little bit. So maybe we take a, 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 a note out of Chaz's book, Chris, and maybe live bet this game. But I do have to take Houston as one of my underdog picks of the week. Uh, moving into the fantasy standpoint of it all, CJ Shroud, one of the reasons why I'm taking Houston to win this game, I do have him in my quarterback 13, couple spots ahead of the ECR QB 15. He's been the quarterback 10 so far. He looks absolutely fantastic. There's no other way around it. And he's getting the job done with his young receivers. Atlanta's not a defense that scares you in this game. And definitely in a bye week, I think he's definitely a streamable option. Adam, would you go even higher than I would? No, I wouldn't go much higher. Um, I, we haven't seen the true blow-up game, right? We've seen him throw very, very well. We're, he's doing a lot with not a lot around him. Uh, which is great. I'm very, very excited about his future. Um, but to go into the mid to high end QB one, I think he's a QB one, but to go to mid to high end, I'm going to need more than, than two touchdowns, two touchdowns, two touchdowns. Um, but look, I think he's well on his way. I think he's, um, if somehow he's still on the waiver wire in your league, he's someone that even if you don't have a, a reason to start him right now, uh, get him on the roster because he very well could be in that mid to high end come a month from now. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Uh, obviously, you're staying away from Desmond Ritter, and obviously, we're playing Bijan Robinson this week. I actually like Bijan Robinson on the over on 84 and a half rushing yards against this Houston Texan defense. Uh, Damian Pierce continues to be an RB3. You're praying to God he falls into the end zone because he can't rush for much more than that. And then Tyler Algier, who I was going to kind of, you know, I think we got your thoughts on a little bit already, guys, with my question here, but I am still lower than the ECR on him. I, I got him at 36. It's most because of the bye week that even actually reaches my flex conversation. ECR has got him at 30. ECR hasn't moved on Tyler Algier in three weeks, and I just feel like people just aren't paying attention. I mean, since week two, the guy's been RB54. The workload between him and Bijan has grown consistently over those past few weeks. Now, on the flip side, and I think this is what Chris was alluding to, Houston's allowed the third most rushing yard, rushing touchdowns, excuse me, to the running back position. So you're hoping 
Tyler Algier's volume is based on his touchdown dependency. This is the matchup in which that could happen. Plus the buys is why he's still my flex conversation, but this is starting to feel like he's a handcuff, not really a flex guy after this week. I mean, Chris, do you disagree with that at all? No, I think that's a possibility. I mean, unless it's like that offense figures out something really quickly, of course he's not going to be an option. They can't score points. Um, if they get back on track, which could be a game like this week, where you see them actually able to establish the run, not get down early in the game, and not kind of have to forget about Tyler Algier the second half, then he can get back involved again. I think it's Atlanta teams to find their identity, and they're really struggling right now. They're not able to kind of come out running the ball effectively. The offensive line is really not getting a good push. It hasn't pass protected well, and Desmond Ritter's not converting on third downs or making big plays. So I think all those things are holding him back, so I can't guarantee that's going to change. Um, but I do think that right now it's a great handcuff to have. Bijan is, you know, while we love Bijan, is still a rookie. He's still got to determine can he make, you know, all 17 games of this season. And then you look at this line of offense, like I said, you're kind of hoping for better days. Off the line should be way better than it's played. Yeah, I tend to agree. We got to talk about these Houston Texans wide receivers. So I am the exact opposite of ECR on this one. I got Tank Dell at 23. ECR's got him at 32. ESR is Nico Collins at 19. I am at 29. Guys, pay attention. I know Nico Collins had a big week last week, and these guys have been going back and forth. But Tank Dell still ran more routes than Nico Collins did even last week. And the Falcons have actually been brutal to the perimeter wide receiver. AJ Terrell. Yep, AJ Terrell is a real thing. But while the slot receiver, though, has been lighting them up. Christian Kirk, 12 targets, 8 catches, 84 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown, 12 targets, 9 catches, 102 yards. Jaden Reed, that's when he had his big two-touchdown game. Meanwhile, you're watching guys like Calvin Ridley have two catches for 38 yards. He happened to get a touchdown. Josh Reynolds, who had been on a tear up until that point, didn't get a single target in that game. And you had uh, Romeo Dobbs, my other note. Three targets, two catches, 30 yards in that game. It's the Tank Dell game. It's not a Nico Collins game. I love Tank Dell. I'm definitely playing him. That's why I have him inside my top 24. Nico, do you have a better option to play as your wide receiver three, to play as your flex in a, in a heavy bye week? Maybe not. That's why he's still inside my top 30. But I am definitely tempering expectations. I mean, Chris, you, you chimed in there. You want to you take this one away? I 100% agree. I think people are going to get down on Tank Dell after last week, and you're, you know we thought we were going to get something and we didn't get anything. But as you alluded to, Dan, this is the matchup that he's going to be the guy that they're featuring. CD Strauss through this entire year, He's going to go to the guy who has one-on-one -on -one coverage and has the weaker matchups. He went to Robert Woods early in the season. He's continuing to go Nico Collins when he needs to go to him, and he went to Tank Dell when he don't take advantage of that. This is a Tank Dell week. I 100% agree with you. This is what uh, Drake London's singing on the sidelines. Oh, water sucks. It really, really sucks. Water sucks. Just replace water sucks with Desmond Ritter sucks. He's just praying for Taylor Heineke. I can't believe we're at this point, and maybe this is Chris, you like to say 2023, but we're at the point where I'm praying for Taylor Heineke. I am praying for anybody with a pulse besides Zach Wilson. I'm praying for backup quarterbacks. I want them to go trade for Jacoby Brissett. It feels gross, but that's where we are because we're just like, look, at least these guys can maintain fantasy relevant players. Oh, it's just. It's just disgusting. Drake London, by the way, still keeping him in my wide receiver four territory. I don't want to play him if I at all can. Speaking of disgustingness in Atlanta, Adam, help me out here with the freaking tight end position of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, we're going to skip over Kyle Pitts, buddy, because we, we've harped on Kyle Pitts enough. I'm, of course, I'm lower than him on ECR. I got him at 17. ECR sold him at 13. I, I think he's borderline droppable if you're in 10 man leagues right now. 
And unless Taylor Heineke gets actually does become the quarterback, I'm not even going to be interested in him. But Janu Smith, I do have as a streaming option this week as my tight end 13. He hasn't had less than six targets in three weeks. Is this continue? Is he just a tight end one? What do you make of this situation? Arthur Smith likes his guys. I mean, what else do you say? Um, you know, he, he hasn't really been used much outside of the Arthur Smith offense. The New England trip was not very, you know, fruitful for him, uh, to say the least. Um, but, yeah, he, he comes back to Arthur Smith, and, and suddenly there's something going again. Uh, he, he, For as much of a coach that really talked about upon getting this job, how he's going to be super adaptable, uh, you know, wants to build around his players, doesn't want to just be known for running one thing. He really is known for really running one thing. He's just trying to recreate, you know, what he's done at Tennessee, but with a much uh, worse quarterback. Um, and with that, yeah, I, I do agree with you. I think John Smith is someone he wants to get involved. He's a familiar face when uh, a lot of problems are occurring around him. Yeah, it's, right now you just you can stream Juju Smith, and it's just it's just, it's absolutely disgusting. Uh, let's go to our next match.